Good morning, City Church. This is Eric with a moment of sanity at the start of your day, a moment of truth from God's Word, a moment of grace. Now, I'm not much of a handyman, which is a shame because really I'm thrifty and I could save a lot of money if I were better at home projects. I'm always impressed when I hear about weekend DIYers who are building a deck or retiling a bathroom and stuff like that. I tend to max out my usefulness at uh, toggling the automatic ice maker bar down when our ice is running low or adding rinse aid to the dishwasher. That said, I do like watching This Old House on PBS, and I feel like I've learned a thing or two over the years, like about plumb lines. A plumb line, also known as a plummet or a plumb bob, is a tool used to ensure that a surface is vertically straight. If someone not me, obviously, as stated above, were framing a wall or setting a column in place and wanted to ensure it was straight, they'd use a plumb line. It works by gravity. A metal weight, often lead, is attached to a string and it's dropped along the wall or the column, allowing gravity to demonstrate vertical plumbness. Sure, there are newfangled tools that have replaced plumb lines like spirit levels and laser levels, but my friends on this old house still bust out the plumb line every now and then. The plumb line is a tool from antiquity, so ancient, in fact, that it shows up in the Bible, including in one of the daily office lectionary readings from today, from Amos chapter 7. Amos is one of the minor prophets, and like some of the other prophets, he was just a normal dude. He was a shepherd, we're told in Amos 1. And as a working-class laborer, likely a bit of a DIYer, you know, a jack-of-all-trades. So when God shows up to him in a vision, he does so with a plumb bob in his hand. Here's what it says in chapter 7, verses 7 through 9. This is what he showed me. Behold, the Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said, behold, I'm setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will never again pass by them. The high places of Isaac shall be made desolate and the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. And I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with the sword. Here, God is personified as a construction foreman. He visits Israel to assess whether they are straight, in line with his ways and righteousness. And God threatens to bring a plumb line of destruction if Israel is found wanting. In Amos' prophecy, this plumb line is used for judgment. When God comes, straight as he is in all his ways, and finds a wall that isn't vertical, it's got to be corrected. And the only way it can be corrected is to tear it down and to start over. A foundation wall that's just a few degrees off vertical may not look like a big problem, but anything built upon it will be compromised. Now, the thought of God coming to us and to our lives with a plumb bob in his hand and promising destruction if he discovers our lives are out of alignment is threatening for sure. That's why we're helped by other passages in scripture that pick up this same imagery. Let me share just two this morning. The first is 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17, which says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. The word reproof suggests a plumb line. God's word is meant to act as a plumb line in our lives, showing where we are misaligned with God's heart, both in what we believe and how we live. When our lives are out of verticality, offline, or dangerously bowed, God's word, 
provides correction so that we might become mature and whole. What these verses are pointing to is that God doesn't only come in judgment with a plumb line in his hand. He comes to repair and to set things right, too. He does this work, of course, in Jesus, which leads to the second passage I want to remind you of today. In both the Old and New Testaments, Jesus is described as the chief cornerstone. You catch that? It's another building metaphor. Here's what it says in 1 Peter 2, verses 4 through 6. As you come to him, that's Jesus, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourself, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, behold, I'm laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. We come to Christ, as Peter says, the living stone. Then built on him, we can be assured that what we are made into will be straight and sound. It's a wonderful metaphor. First of all, it's simple and straightforward, an image that laborers like Amos the shepherd and Peter the fisherman would understand. And it's also a mixed metaphor, taking something inanimate, stones, and giving them life through Jesus. What it means is that because of Jesus, we don't have to fear the plumb line. By our union with Christ, through faith, God uses an internal plumb line to align our hearts and our lives with him. That is truly good news. Rest in that truth today, City Church, and stay well and do good. City Church is a weekday podcast produced by the staff and members of City Church of Richmond, located in Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about us, please visit citychurchrva.com. That's C-I-T-Y-C-H-U-R-C-H-R-V-A.com. And thanks for listening.